Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen and that is exactly why Paul can make such an audacious statement that death, with all of its grim reality, with all of its ugly darkness, and with all of its apparent finality, is in fact nothing more than sleep. For Jesus is risen from the dead as if risen from a Sunday afternoon nap. And so too, all the dead. St. Paul's point is that in fact, not all of us will die, not all of us will sleep. For on that great and glorious day when the Lord Jesus returns, those who have died will arise from their graves as if from their bed. And we who have not yet died will with them be glorified. In a moment, in the blink or a twinkling of the eye, all shall be changed. And this perishable flesh shall become imperishable. This mortal body will become immortal. And we will live and reign with Christ never to die again. And in that great and glorious day that is certain to come, finally, finally, we can see that death will be swallowed up by one greater than death. And that ancient taunt will come true. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Though we die, yet shall we rise as though merely asleep. So for the Easter homily this year, I've titled it Awakenings. This ultimate awakening of the dead on the last day is of the utmost importance. But prior to that, this penultimate awakening is a spiritual awakening. Indeed, if there is a silver lining to everything that has been going on in our nation, to its great decline and slide into ever deeper darkness. It is this, that the common man can become awakened to the reality of supernatural evil. We see a parody of the spiritual awakening in the so-called woke movement. There's no need for me to go into the nitty-gritty, disgusting details of this godless movement, save for to say that it is part of the darkness encompassing our nation and the Western world. But what we see is not only this darkness, but a darkness thoroughgoing throughout all the offices and institutions in our land. 
an almost complete organizational capture from media to schools to higher education to government. How could such a coordinated attack be brought against us that so quickly we would decline? It can only be explained in suprahuman, in supernatural terms. St. Paul himself tells us that whether we think it's corrupt governments that are in charge or whether we think it's global businesses that are in charge or whether we think it's an elite cabal who shall not be named lest I get suicided. (laughs) But then again, given it's Easter, what do we have to fear from being suicided? Death is but a sleep, so we can be fearless in telling the truth. No matter which of these it is, or all of them combined, St. Paul tells us not to be distracted by the puppets, but to look to the puppet masters. Our wrestle, our war, is not against mere flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers of darkness that stay veiled behind them. These supernatural beings of evil have identities, have names. These are the beings spoken of in books like Deuteronomy, and Daniel, and Revelation. When we pray the Psalms, we're praying against them constantly. What are we to do against these supernatural powers of evil? In the first place, we must recognize then the supernatural power of good. That it is precisely Christ who stands against these powers And indeed, Christ, who has defeated these powers. The scriptures speak of a hidden, secret knowledge of God. That if the rulers of this world had known it, they never would have put Christ to death. Why? Because when they were putting him to death, thinking that they were destroying him, in fact, it was he who was destroying them. That is the secret and hidden wisdom of God under the cross. That there upon the cross, he who knew no sin became sin for us thus destroying the power of sin. And since he in and of himself is sinless and innocent, when death attacked him, it attacked him without proper cause. Death can only take the sinner. Christ is without sin. When death attacked the sinless one, death sinned. And if the wages of sin is death, that applies to death just as well. Death sins, so death must die. 
the greatest powers of evil in our world are the powers of sin and the powers of death. And there on the cross, Christ destroys both. Christ disarms the rulers and authorities and cosmic powers so that we may live without fear and speak the truth in boldness. Indeed, on this great Easter day, we should see that Christ has not only destroyed death by his death, but he's reversed it. Delightfully, wonderfully, he's turned it into its opposite. The tomb he has transformed into a womb. That's why the scriptures say that he is the firstborn from the dead. And we too shall be born with him, an immortal and everlasting race. The grim and terrible grave he has transformed into nothing but a harmless bed. That when we die, we simply go to sleep. And when he returns and calls us forth, we will be awakened to the light shining from our Savior's face. God raised Christ from the dead, and he has seated him at his right hand, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named in this age and in that age which is to come. And he subjected all things under the feet of Christ. So if you intend to be on the winning side, be on the side of Christ. And this world is just that simple. And it's becoming ever more obvious and clear. There is only good and there is only evil. Which side will you be on? The side of Christ and life? That will triumph. The side of the demons and death? All their work will be undone. Christ is risen. Awake then, O sleeper. And arise from the dead, and the light of Christ will shine upon you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.